Hi everyone, this is Tony Holbein. You are listening to The Revenue Formula. In today's episode, we are going to explore why outbound might not work for you. And instead of taking data and process and tooling, we're looking at it from a pure people setup perspective. Enjoy. I was looking for the Red Bull. Where is it? Where is the Red Bull? Sitting find it. in front of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the fuel. You know, when I have down days and I don't feel productive, I just go, hey, Tony, what what can I do? What and can I, I do? say as a good boss, I say, go f*** yourself. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We just lost the listen already. Mm. Ah. I thought you were going to take it in a very different direction. Like, go get me coffee, water boy. <laughs> yeah. Set up the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monkey. Well, you do that. That's true. That's yeah. true. It's actually not lying. You know, so the thing is, I sometimes say that not because I need the studio set up. Just to kind of give you a sense of appreciation. <laughs> Keep us on the toes. Yeah. <laughs> like, how was the episode you recorded yesterday? I didn't record an episode. Yeah. I just want to use the set the studio up. <laughs> I checked if everything was all right. And I was like, it was all right. And then I left again. Oh, hazing. Isn't that the term? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I call it being a boss. Yeah. <laughs> so many problems associated with that. And we're going to talk about a problem we hear about all the time. Yep. Today. So we get so many awesome questions from customers, from people we interact with, from people who listen to the show, from people that buy on LinkedIn <laughs> and comment. Um, and one of the things that gets a lot of mental capacity is outbound. Yep. You know, we love to hate it, talking about it's dead, doesn't work, it's terrible. And we kind of wanted to peel the onion a bit on outbound and why is it it doesn't work, right? There's this apparent thing a lot of companies are doing and surely they must be successful mm -hmm. why can't why can't we get it right i mean the, the 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 most recent narrative of why sdr or outbound doesn't work is um hey it was always a growth at our cost growth lever mm. um that is over now it was never working CAC payback wise it was always terrible and you know now because we need to focus on efficiency the time is finally up and finally, we can throw the the SDR thing in the in the dustbin. And you know what? I passionately and wholeheartedly call BS on this whole thing. Actually, for uh, most of the business that I, basically for both of the business I really worked at, outbound was the most efficient channel. <laughs> See there? What do you know? See there? Um, and it basically sometimes clocked in a ten month CAC payback yeah. versus marketing, you know, fifteen and so forth. And, Yes, both of those numbers are kind of great and they equaled out to 12, 13. So we're kind of really good in this thing. But basically, uh, Outbound was the uh, more efficient channel here, right? Um, and I think what we need to discuss here today is, you know, we, we don't have much to add, at least for now, on the uh, does it work for you? Yes, you should yeah. have beyond an, a certain ACV. You know, we don't know what you should be saying on those calls. We don't know how your sequence should look like. All of that stuff we're kind of pushing aside. Um what we wanted to discuss today is um, that maybe the way you're setting up SDRs and EEs operationally, you know, not the tooling and the tech and the data and all of that stuff around it, but how you're setting them up as teams and people, maybe that has something to do with why you're not successful in getting this outbound thing going. So you're not going to give like a silver bullet recipe for the perfect sales call? I, I think it is. A, I think is it, it is a silver bullet. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. But so there are... Let's maybe get into some of the symptoms. Yep. Pointing to first whether you might have this problem. Yes. So one is 
AEs don't care about outbound ops or they don't want to do the outbound ops or stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes that is, you know, associated with they don't bring their A game yeah. to the <laughs> the outbound meeting um, voiced by the SDR many yeah. cases. Sometimes not even disputed by the AE themselves. It's like, yeah, it's an outbound meeting, you know, whatever. Um, and the SDR is begging them to accept it. The, so this is another <laughs> symptom. Is I'm not sure we're going to fix that here today, no, no. but basically going to the SDR, like, can you please check the mark yeah. and say they showed up and because that's how I get paid. I'm on a pip and then you really... So we're making fun of this, but this is obviously kind of, this is a problem for people, like yeah. for SDRs getting fired. That's a problem. Um, and and kind of that, you know, that relationship, this, this, this God relationship is sometimes not a good idea between SDRs and AEs, right? No, no. So it's totally not a good idea. Um, so this is, you know, this is, for example, one of those symptoms, right? Yeah. I don't know if we had like another symptom kind of we're going to talk about, but uh, I think those are... Revenue impact, I think was the... Are we actually closing any deals from our part? So and then it? obviously, <laughs> so this is, I think this is less of a symptom. This is more kind of the the problem that's being expressed all the time. Yeah. Well, outbound doesn't work for us. Yeah. Uh, can't get it done. We don't close any business. Everyone hates it. The, uh, you know, we're getting uh, replies from some of the prospects that they're being annoyed by us trying to sell them and so forth. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes the answer is like, okay, well then it's, you know, Let's just wait for demo requests. Yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. Finally, you know, let's 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 hope harder that people are coming to us than the other way around. But you also know, HubSpot they sold us this future of inbound marketing where people just they just come to you and want to buy, mm. but they also do outbound, don't they? I mean, of course they do. <laughs> every by the way, every single company, and maybe this is a side tangent, every single company that is kind of selling themselves as the PLG company mm. has a massive fucking sales force. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it in this one episode even. There were PLG companies there growing rapidly. What were they doing? They were attacking them with salespeople. Yes. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the 500-pound gorilla in the market in terms of PLG is actually at lesson, right? Kind of that's really how some of that's... They, they invented some of that stuff, if you will. 60% uh, of the P&L is sales, yeah, right? Sales and marketing. And, you know, they are sales. They're full-on mm -hmm. sales com uh, company. Same with Slack. Yeah, Slack is a massive. I mean, it's part of Salesforce, but it's a massive sales organization and so forth. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how do we get back to the actual thing? So again, right, outbound doesn't work for us. Yeah. Um, those are the symptoms and so forth. And I think the the solution that we want to just highlight here uh, today is again not all encompassing, but it might be an area that you maybe want to improve, which is really how you set those two teams up, right? Yeah. And uh, currently, what you know the two standards are. Uh, one standard is called round robin. Yeah, it's an American term, uh, and it's not being used uh, uh, for this wildly. And the other term is called pod or pairing. Yes, sometimes the same. A pair is you know it's two. <laughs> A pod can be two, can also be more than two. Yeah, right. So that's kind of how this works. So what is round? Robin. Uh, so round robin means you have a team of SDRs, 10 or 20, doesn't actually matter. All of them book demos and they book demos for an AE team. And when one AE received a demo, the next person in the, and I think this is where it's coming from, in the round robin, then receives the next opportunity, mm. right? And that opportunity 
every time comes from random SDRs. So yeah. it kind of you you create this throwing over the wall yeah. kind of mentality. Um, SDR books something, hopes the AE catches it and kind of gives it its all. The AE just randomly receives you know random uh, opportunities and then they're kind of working on trying to close that. Yeah. So I think right now, this is probably the most popular way to go about it. Uh, well, why is that? So number one, there's a nice tooling problem that can be solved. Yeah. So all the vendors around it will tell you that this is the right way to go about it because otherwise you won't <laughs> have the problem in the first place. Number two, it creates this sense of uh, you know uh, equality almost. Yeah. It's fair distribution. Fair distribution. What it also does is very low commitment. Yeah, very low commitment from the AE to to anything. And it's a great way to uh, performance manage between the two teams, right? Because on the one hand side, you can basically argue if you have truly random distribution, you can basically argue the SDR produced 10 opportunities and, you know, what's the conversion rate of his or her opportunities since they have been distributed randomly to the AE team, you can basically exclude that this, this this conversion rate is impacted by a single AE that's just bad, yeah. right? So it's kind of truly reflective of the quality of meetings that that SDR is booking. And the other way around, also for the AE, the AE receives opportunities from a random amount of SDRs, so uh, the AE can't blame a specific SDR, so the AE can be blamed yeah. uh, if his or her conversion rate is less compared to his or her peers, mm. right? So it's a very nice, it feels very controllable, very clear who's to blame. Yeah. Um, and and also, uh, it's really nicely scalable, yeah. right? There's some, simple. Th there's some really cool uh, you know, pros to it. So you add uh, five SDRs, you add five AEs, you just keep this thing going. If an SE is, uh, SDR is leaving or an AE is leaving, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really create any headache for anyone. So management-wise, it's kind of very simple, mm. right? Um, do you think it's also a result of, so there's, I've seen a lot of conversation around, hey, should SDRs be within marketing? And I imagine when you have the marketing motion producing inbounds, then it is kind of being thrown over the fence. And mm -hmm. you can obviously have, so we've called them M MDRs, MDRs, yes. MDRs, I was thinking MBRs, no. MDRs in the past. Um, they could be in marketing just fine. And then you kind of throw it over the fence. So mm -hmm. it kind of fits with the structure, right? Yeah. The, so MDRs are now being referred to as inbound SDRs, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't clear. <laughs> You're not up to date. <laughs> um, no, so they are uh, actually, when you kind of look into this, 40% of SDR teams report to sales, 40% of SDR teams report to marketing, 40% of SDR teams, uh, sorry, 20% <laughs> uh, report to other. Yeah. You know, it could be ops, could be whatever. And obviously, when you have them sitting in marketing, it really is like, well, you know, it's, an, it's, a, it's a demand gen function. Yeah. So it should be sitting in marketing. We can discuss that, what kind of leadership team you need in order for this to work out. But basically, when you have them sit in two teams, you will very likely use this round-robin approach mm. uh, because anything else would require a lot of people management between those two things. And going between departmental lines, that's sometimes difficult to pull off. Yeah. Right? So what are some of the issues with uh, round-robin? You kind of, again, have this throwing over the wall kind of mentality. It's kind of, uh, you know, throwing, you know, uh, let, let's see what sticks. Yeah. Uh, very low commitment from the AE. Lots of different ways to blame outbound as an idea, especially if you have a strong inbound piece on the side to blame outbound as kind of the culprit and so forth. Uh, lots of reasons you can, as an AE, kind of talk your way out of it. 
Another thing that will inevitably happen the second you implement an SDR team or an outbound team, uh, the account executive team will, from one day to the next, more or less stop doing any self-prospecting. Mm. Suddenly this becomes a thing that's beneath them. Uh, suddenly that's a thing that you know someone else is doing, so they don't need to do it. But obviously we all know that the stuff that is being self-prospected by E is pretty sweet. First yeah. of all, you kind of, you know, quote unquote, get those opportunities for free. And also their uh, conversion is pretty, pretty neat usually, right? So kind of you lose that mm. uh, in, in many cases. Yeah? So and then you kind of go to the complete flip side of this, which is basically the pod or the pairing setup. Yeah. And again, this works like you have one AE and then you have that person be paired with one SDR or two SDRs. Um, that then create that part or that pair. Uh, the SDRs work exclusively for that AE. And uh, so that's the setup, yeah. right? What is good about it is that, you know, the AE and the SDRs, they can sit together. They can, you know, in the best case, quote unquote, strategize over their yeah. book of business. Hey, we have this territory. We have this 150 accounts. How should we go about it? There can be a bit more of a, um, hey, can you ask this discovery question? Really works well for me. Can, there can be some, you know, yeah. adjustments. It can also be that, you know, it's really a book of business managed by the account executive, which then is like, hey, I usually tend to be strong in uh, the financial industry. Yeah. Right? And then, hey, you know, the opportunities being booked out of that book of business, they fit the AE in that sense or enterprise SMB or whatever you're going to go for, right? Yeah. So there's some cohesion that works and obviously the SDRs learn a lot from the AE and so forth. All of that is great. What is negative about it? Yeah. Uh, number one, you need to really watch out when you have this pair going on or this pod going on that there's not a, uh, I sometimes call it a personal assistant relationship yeah. forming. <laughs> very toxic. Very <laughs> toxic. Um, you would be emphasizing that uh, by giving the pod one target instead of giving, you know, the e a revenue target and the SDRs an opportunity target, by the way. I would uh, just let me repeat this. I would have different comp plans for okay. the different pieces of the pod. So the the AE on quota completion yes. and the SDR on, let's say, meeting. Yeah, quotes. but I mean, what? and so there are different flavors for SDRs. I would probably do, you know, my, my rule of thumb is 80% of the comp for e any role, maybe besides leadership roles, should be within the direct reach and impact of that role. Yeah. So an SDR, what can he or she directly impact? Well, the number of meetings. Yeah. Period. Um, and then it, you know, the the other part, the twenty percent, um, should be kind of a quality piece. What you as a company actually want to achieve, and kind of string the SDR along to go in that direction, which is then revenue, yeah. right? Revenue closed. Um, and the the reason why I would do it like this is, you know, sometimes you run into this, um, hey, you know, this SDR book Coca Cola uh, versus you know the Corner Cafe. Shouldn't they be getting more for the meeting with Coca-Cola than the Corner Cafe? <laughs> Technically speaking, yeah, that makes total sense. The way you then, you know, uh, somewhat uh, optimize for that is, well, you get a percentage of the deal that's then being closed. Yeah. And, you know, if you sell to Coca-Cola, that be a, will be a bigger percentage than from the Corner Cafe. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's kind of how I've been handling that objection. It's not super smooth and 100% correct, but it works. Right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in the pairing, you don't want to have a personal assistant relationship. You achieve that by not doing, uh, you know, taking the same targets for both of them. 
You also want to make sure that you don't have the SDRs report to the AE. I've seen this a couple of times. Also very terrible idea. Never, Why is that? Never do that. Well, first of all, the AE should, is not a manager. Yeah. Uh, usually it's a terrible manager. And the SDRs need to be managed. Um, and if that doesn't happen, that's a problem. You will also then suddenly have 10 different AE management ideas being exposed to 10 or 20 different <laughs> SDRs. <laughs> I'm not sure that's so scalable. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's yeah, that's okay. that's the reason. And you want to have a leadership or you know someone leading uh, the SDR team and someone leading the AE team and so forth, right? Another downside is around uh, turnover yeah. uh, in that part. Uh, you might have an AE leave, an SDR leave, suddenly they sit there without. You need to mix and match and so forth. I think another piece is also when you are basically creating the pod and you're forcing the AE to pick, and uh, let's just say the AE picks one good SDR, and then there's, it's a little bit like in high school, <laughs> you know, uh, choosing the soccer team. Yeah. Um, the AE then, the last AE, needs to choose the person that still sits on the bench. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tony, come, yes. you, can, yeah. you can be on my team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> try and try not be in the way, right? Mm. Uh, and, uh, and obviously, kind of when you have that approach then, so what does that personality-wise open itself up to is, again, you create some kind of an excuse for the AE, to be yeah. honest, right? Because you, uh, and, you know, my personal experience with all of this, I've been going through both of these things multiple times, round-robin pairing, pairing round-robin, and back and forth, back and forth. Terrible. Um, we landed on something in the end, which we're going to talk about in a second. But, uh, you know, one of those objections was then, well, you, Tony, you made me choose this <laughs> SDR. Yeah. You know? And basically what that creates is like no buy-in, no commitment. Yeah. Is hey, it's not my fault that that person isn't you know uh, performing, yeah. and now that person is uh, creating another issue, which is I can't hit my target. Yeah. Tony, you gave me this target with those resources, but you know one of those is shit, so that's the reason I couldn't hit my target. It's not my own fault. No, no, it's you know that person, and what you're now lacking in this pod setup is you can't really say well compared to the other AEs, uh, they're, they're closing those outbound opportunities in this rate and those conversion rates and so forth because the AE can say, well, they have better SDRs. Yeah. And the other way around, if you have an SDR in there that basically complains that you know uh, his or her deals aren't closing, um, you basically can only say, well, it's because of the AE is maybe not good, yeah. right? So you kind of, you lose this perfect randomization test which kind of removes all of those you know, specific issues and you're suddenly stuck in this small team of two or three yeah. people, right? So how should you be solving this? Because mm. that's like a really interesting puzzle to solve. I believe, and you know, we have done this a few times and it uh, worked really nicely for us, might be different for other people, uh, but basically what you want to create is almost a um, hybrid of those two things, yeah. right? You basically want to create something where you are able to cherry pick the good things and, uh, you know, leave behind the bad things of each of those things, right? Each of those approaches. And the, the way I would do it. Tell me, Professor. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Listen, boy. <laughs> um, uh. The way I would do it is, let's just say you have 10 AEs and 20 SDRs or yeah. 15 SDRs, whatever. Yeah. Um, let the best outbound AE, not just the best, hey, best quota overall, 
uh, quota achievement overall, but led the AE that basically has achieved the highest outbound revenue. Yeah. You know, you can't do this in the first quarter, but you can do it in subsequent quarters. Uh, take his pick of with which STR he or she would like to pair up with. Yeah. yeah. So now you have a pool of 15, and I can promise you out of 15, there will be a couple of awesome people in there. Yeah. Um, that you already know they're, they're going to be smashing it also as an AE, yeah. but they still need to pay their dues as an SDR. Yeah. And you know what? Who has a similar nose for that? AEs. Yeah. Like 100%. I had, I had cases, so we were kind of running this a couple of quarters. I had cases where uh, an SDR was chosen first, you know, the draft pick, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. will. <laughs> an, SDR was, an SDR was chosen first that basically was with the company for two weeks. Yeah. And everyone knew was well, like that, that she is gonna smash, yeah. You know, <laughs> and basically the the first draft pick of the AE was actually that complete newcomer that within yeah. the first two weeks of ramp up, uh, you know, basically kind of crushed a fully ramped up, you know, uh, uh, marketing uh, <laughs> meeting booking goal, right? So it's obvious that that person is gonna be awesome. So basically, you give the first AE the first pick, and then you go down the chain, yeah. And then you do the following: you stop, you know, you don't go through it until the pool is exhausted. You basically try and pair up the 10 AEs with the 10 SDRs, and now there will be something very awkward and correct. <laughs> there will be five SDRs left over. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is the, you know, I'm not sure what we called them, but now I'm just going to say it like that. It's to a degree, it's the unproven pool. Yeah. It might be recent joiners as SDRs, it might be people that ramp up, it might be. SDRs that are not yet dependable uh, for whatever reason. It might also be SDRs that were paired up and didn't perform and were basically then unchosen afterwards, right? So it's the unproven and the unchosen. But it's like the B squad in, in football teams will have this. They can send down one from the A squad to the B squad until they're kind of back in the game, right? That's it. So it's a common thing in competition, at least. I wouldn't even know, but, you know, that's <laughs> that's what it is, apparently. Um so now you have you have this um, this B squad, yeah. Um, and um, obviously they don't want to be in the B squad. You don't want to be selected last in mm. the in the you know uh, elementary school soccer match. You don't want to do that. No. Uh, and and basically, kind of, they have a very strong incentive to get out of that pool yeah. by proving themselves and so forth. And so, how does that setup now work? Well, number one, the SDRs and A's that are being paired up. Uh, they are sitting down, creating this book of business, sussing out how they want to uh, attack it, um, you know, and go for it. Mm. Um, you have now very strong buy-in from the AE that that is that is the SDR. Yeah. So they're kind of vested in the future of that SDR, yeah. meaning they are probably gonna bring their A game when you know the meeting shows up. Uh, they're probably gonna try and help and coach and you know try and lift them as much as possible because they understand that their future depends very much on that SDR working out yeah. for them, right? They might even they might even pick up self-prospecting when things aren't looking great mm. uh, because there's very little uh, finger-pointing and blaming now going on. Uh, they could have chosen someone else. They yeah. made the wrong move, yeah. you know? It's their problem. And they can't blame management because it's it's literally they weren't forced to do anything, right? You you can even give them the choice and say like, you know what, you can choose someone, or uh, you can just you know get the same amount of meetings, but from you know the round robin leftovers, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of opportunities, they could 
you know, have the same go at it, um, but they chose to pair up with someone. So this is now their problem. They need to figure this out. Right? Yeah. So I think there's a couple of questions actually that will arrive at this point that I want to feel on behalf of our audience. Thank you. So the, the first thing that comes to mind is you have this tight collaboration between an account executive and the SDR. They, they strategize together around the accounts they want to attack and the approach they basically want to take in order to bring in a deal. Mm. If that is happening between the AE and the SDR, how how does the manager of the SDR then actually factor in? How, how does that relationship work out? Because I imagine if you just have this setup where it's SDRs and they throw it mm -hmm. over the wall, it's very clear the SDR manager will really work on, hey, are you booking yep. the meetings? Are you doing the... So, so I'm curious to hear what, what dynamics change in that setup. Yeah. So you still... So nothing, okay. actually. Um, so you would still have your team meetings with the SDRs. Yeah. You would still have coaching sessions around it. You might still have performance improvement conversations. You will probably let in the AE a little bit more on some of that because he or she will need to be part of the solution going forward, yeah. right? Uh, what we learned is that people that are paired have a very low likelihood to end up on a PIP. It's usually the people that aren't paired mm. for self-fulfilling prophecy reasons, right? They weren't paired up because they're being perceived weak. Yeah. And now that they're being perceived weak, you know, they're ending up in this round robin world that doesn't really work that well. And then, you know, it's it's kind of self-reinforcing. It's a bit sad, but that's yeah. kind of how it goes. Um, but generally speaking, all the other managerial stuff, you know, salary conversations, promo and stuff, all of this stays with the SDR manager, yeah. right? <clears throat> um, did you have another question on this? The, the other thing, at least which you and I have talked about, is what's pretty cool once you have those parts is the, the management also kind of change because you can measure the performance in a very different way. Y yes, yes and no to a degree, right? You're kind of a little bit more limited. You can't really have a strong opinion on, you know, those opportunities from the SDR going mm -hmm. one direction versus the other or the AE being good or bad at, you know, closing up on opportunities. What, what you can do, let's just say you don't have a pair as a part, but you have the part in the traditional sense where you might have two account executives, maybe three SDRs, yeah. one pre-sales engineer, one customer success manager. That is traditionally being seen as a part. What this now gives you, and maybe this is a bit off topic, but this is a self-sustaining unit. Mm. And now as a, as a company builder, you just, okay, how many more self-sustaining units do we need? Right? And instead of this whole, you know, trying to figure out the math and stuff, you say like, okay, we need to hire this unit again and again and again and again, and yeah. it's going to work out, right? Um, and then you can do payback on those units and so forth if you wanted to, right? If you wanted to go down that 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 route. Going back to the SDIE kind of pairing setup, um, what you will also see is the SDR is much more bought into, you know, really trying to book quality meetings because there's a, you know, there's a face, not just an anonymous group of people. There's a face that depends on uh, them to actually achieve that. Um, and also, they will learn a lot, uh, you know, in this process, yeah. right? And in, instead of sending, uh, you know, your your meetings to random people that you don't have a, necessarily a, a good or any relationship with, you now can have, uh, you can clearly see where your opportunities are in this one person's pipeline. You can have conversations about it. You can even say, hey, should I follow up with this person? Blah, 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 right? There's a bit more of an intimate yeah. uh, kind of collaboration going on that makes the feedback loop for the SDR much more clear what's working, what's not working, you know, for that AE. I think that maybe is one problem, but what's working, what's not working and where to improve and how. And that also then leads to, oh, now I'm, you know, I learned now how to be an AE, right? Yeah. Because you might 
you might end up, hey, you know what, just jump on the call. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, uh, you can listen into, you can do an intro or usually those folks sit next to one another. So yeah. they listen and hear how their demo is going, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And when then the EA hangs up, and it wasn't a good call, they get like, hey, this was a good call because of those five reasons, right? Yeah. So you have a kind of a, create a much, much shorter feedback loop around this. Um, uh, and, you know, you also get some of the gamesmanship with the commission plans. Obviously, you get the, uh, you know, people will be more, yeah, no, yeah, this was a qualified meeting. I'll accept that, <laughs> right? Have a little bit more of that. Yeah, I got you. You will, you will also have the, Hey, uh, Mikkel, this, I don't think this is a great meeting, but can you please still take it? You know, it's, you, you have a little bit of that going on and, you know, I would park this under, you know, camaraderie, um, yeah. and not, you know, too much gamesmanship. If you, if you're running a tight ship, it will eventually also reflect on the AE. Yeah. Like, Hey, you, your conversion rate is pretty shit, man. <laughs> you know, what's going on here. Right. But that's how that would work. Right. Yeah. So the other SDRs, what are they doing in the B squad? Um, they're basically still distributing their opportunities around Robin to everyone, right? Yeah. Kind of that's still how that would work. So you're basically supplementing then the different pools. That also gives you as a manager, as a VP, maybe the opportunity to, hey, you know, someone was a bit unlucky with inbounds. Yeah. Maybe we give some more opportunities this way. It gives you another cool way, another, uh, you know, fire hose, if you will, or... or or garden, <laughs> garden, whatever. Uh, it gives you another way to, you know, make sure that um, your AEs are all hitting or getting close to hitting, that there's no toxicity building in terms of, you know, one is 200%, the other one is 50%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically kind of gives you a bit more maneuverability, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we clock is kind of ticking, but I have one last question. Actually, I think I really would love to ask it. So you have the pods set up and there are obviously some pods that are very successful. And at some point, you're going to promote an SDR to an AE. And, and you also want to scale, so you want to create more pods. How, how do you tackle those, those situations, basically? Yeah. So, this is, you, so this is totally right. This is, like, this is an additional management problem you have now versus the round robin. Yeah. Right? It's, um, you will have things where someone is leaving the pod or the pairing that, mm. shatters, that shatters this thing. Yeah. Right? Um, I would generally advise to have this draft thing happening you know, every quarter, yeah. kind of reset it. What we learned is rarely that people are, uh, I'm the first draft and I'm taking the best SDI away from someone else. There's yeah. usually like, hey, there's a chemistry building and you kind of don't, Yeah, you're kind of being a dick AE if you do yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, But there's certainly an additional people management aspect to this thing, yeah. right? Um, also when an SDI quits or when it's clear that, you know, when it does happen, hey, on a pip, performance doesn't work out, needs yeah. to get fired, uh, those things impact them, right? And uh, and the, the the best bittersweet thing is the, obviously the best SDRs turn out to be, uh, you know, AEs usually very quickly, not, not usually, but, you know, that sometimes very likely. Um, and there is sometimes, uh, I overheard the conversation like, hey, don't you want to wait until next quarter before you jump in this new role? You know? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not because of me, it's yeah. for you. Trust me, it's yeah. really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That kind of stuff you want to have going yeah, on. Yeah. You know, this is this is good. This is good friction that you want to build. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I think this would be really difficult to pull off if you have SDRs on a marketing, yeah. by the way. That, yeah, that specific it's, people management piece, that would be more we'll difficult. Pair them with a marketing manager. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. Oh, this is how you pitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, no. Okay, so, I mean, we've covered the symptoms of yep. why outbound 
you know, when outbound doesn't work. And we're basically saying, hey, consider whether it's the setup yeah. you're running. Yeah. Uh, this could very much be a, a reason why it's not working. Actually. Again, there might be kind of a gazillion other reasons sure. and so forth. But this is, you know, I think people underestimate how, how much of an impact that can drive. No, just the dynamics between the two. Yeah. I, I think it gets very clear. And and I, I think it's easy to get drawn to, oh, it's a process thing or mm. it's a tooling thing yeah. or whatever. But uh, the setup, I think, is not super obvious, nope. actually. So um, Yeah, and it's really kind of the trick is try and create the best combo off round robin and and pairing potting. Yeah. You know, try and cherry pick the best pieces of it. Um worked really great for us. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it also was gonna, you know, uh, work great for other people. Last kind of mini, mini tactical advice, if you have uh, fewer SDRs than AEs, mm. uh, you might end up with two B squads. You yeah. know, some A S AEs that are being paired up with, and then you have some B AEs that don't have a pairing and so forth. Right? You can you can play with these things in in, in different ways, but you know, try and try and kind of go in that direction for sure. If only there were a place where you can ask very contextual questions. Yeah, I don't know. Oh wait, Thursday the thirtieth. <laughs> Such a cool plot. You gotta yeah. admit. So Thursday the 30th, we're doing a live. Yeah, the 30th of March, yes, 2023. We're doing a live, it's called Go To Market Live, GTM Live. It's the first of a series. Um, we're gonna, probably gonna do bi-weekly. Yeah. And we're setting it up actually as a community. Yeah. yeah? So the idea is, so I'll be there. Uh, maybe Olaf is gonna be there, we're gonna be guests. Uh, there's gonna be a bit of a presentation or you know a tee up, yeah. maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20. Let's see. And then uh, for everyone who's there in the live, then have a, a Q and A and or maybe even spontaneous panel conversation mm. for 30 to 40 minutes coming up. Yeah. Right? So that's really the idea. And uh, if anyone is listening to this and you know wants to you know have a chat with me live. Yeah, uh, shot. March thirtieth and every other week afterwards. That <laughs> now <laughs> and at four PM CET, right? Yeah, That's correct, we're correct. So check it out. You can find it on our website, robots.com. If we don't see you, we will miss you. Uh, we then just hope you're gonna listen to more episodes of this show. So thanks exactly. so much for listening. Thanks so much. And uh, thanks, Tony. Thanks, Michael. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye.